Hello, you're listening to season four of the Achieve With Me podcast. This fourth series is a special interview series showcasing interviews with some hugely inspiring women and men who have a thing or two to share with you about building your career and becoming more confident. My mission as a confidence and career performance coach is to empower women like you to grow in confidence and stretch your comfort zones to get to that next level in your career on your terms. Without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Achieve With Me podcast. Now this is a bit of a unique episode because I got together with two of my great friends, Kat and Charlotte, who run the Authentic Girls Club. Now this is a membership which is specifically for women who are keen to really start learning more about themselves. So they really start to look into different areas of self-development, they do workshops, masterclasses and they meet up virtually as well. So it's really all about getting a group of wonderful women together who are on the same journey towards self-acceptance and growth. So the Authentic Girls Club is the membership that Charlotte and Kat run and I actually went into there recently to do a masterclass for the women in there all to do with mindset and limiting beliefs and it really got us thinking about what an important topic this is. So what we decided to do is all get together and just have a three-way conversation all surrounding limiting beliefs, our mindsets and how we've managed to overcome these in recent years. Hopefully you'll be able to get some fantastic pointers and advice from this. So without further ado, I'll introduce the conversation. Hi ladies, how are you doing? We're good, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Oh, it's amazing to chat today. And I know we're going to be talking today all about limiting beliefs and how they can affect us, specifically as women, really, in getting towards the goals that we want to achieve in career, life, you name it. So quite a juicy topic. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I feel like there was definitely a good few juicy ones that held me back. (laughs) Um, For sure. And it does, doesn't it? We just kind of get into this this point in time where we don't feel like we can move forward or, you know, and there's so much behind it. And I certainly noticed that and a lot of it went back to my Mm. self-worth and feeling feeling enough, feeling good enough, you know, all of these things kind of went back to there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In those times of limited beliefs, it just puts a complete halt onto your ability to move forward. And it kind of just, yeah, puts a block up for, for progress. It really does, doesn't it? So um, yeah, shifting out of those limited beliefs is, is huge. It kind of, your sense of freedom and uh, able to see what's possible is, is great. So yeah, very excited to have this conversation today. Very excited. And I think um, one of the things that always not surprised me because I know because I've been there, but one of the things that, you know, always comes out of conversations surrounding this is people thinking that they're the only ones that has these thoughts. So it's like, oh, you think like that too? I'm not the one that's, you know, feeling as though I'm inadequate in this space. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important to have conversations like this, isn't it? So that 
our listeners could just completely relate and, and tap into that and be like, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I did. I'm not feeling that I, I know enough or I am enough or I'm capable of. And it's just, yeah, it's raising that awareness through chats like this that we're, we're not alone and we are all or have been thinking the same and, uh, and that there is a way forward, uh, which I know we're going to kind of share how to sort of break out of those limited beliefs and, uh, yeah, kind of just start making progress. So It was interesting for me because obviously we all met at in the same place we met on an online community didn't we in FEA the Female Entrepreneur Association and for me that was huge in Carrie because I was like she's so successful Mm -hmm. I was like you've had these same thoughts you've had these same things that I am thinking right now that are holding me back and if you've managed to get through them like oh maybe I can and it really that opened up so much for me to be like okay, I'm now excited to see what I'm capable of. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. And if she hadn't shared that, that she'd gone through that experience, then somebody that you admire and think, oh, you know, I'd love to get where they've got to, it kind of makes the path feel a little bit more achievable, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can start taking that step almost instantly, can't you? Because you're like, okay, You've you've gone on this route. I'm just gonna <laughs> follow you, but on my own little little way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think also what's interesting. We look at obviously like you said, Rachel, people that we admire and look up to who are doing the things that we want to do and, and kind of smashing those goals and achieving those things. Is that they still they still can feel those things in that moment, and no matter how far forward they are in terms of their success, that looks like very different in. in very different ways for lots of people but it still it still pops up but it's our ability to then reframe that and what we do with those limited beliefs it's not like they disappear forever I suppose mm. is what I'm, I'm trying to get it just they can pop up in all sorts of different situations at any point in life but it's our our ability what we do in terms of our mindset and our thoughts to to shift our way out of that possibly a little bit quicker than we may have done in the past um so yeah it's not that they go away forever but we could get out of them quicker <laughs> which is great I think that's important to note that we're all work in progress for the rest of our lives it's not like we can do one thing and be fixed you know we're not here to be fixed we're we're all unique in our own ways but some things some patterns we would rather learn how to get away from and I think probably a good thing to go through for the benefit of anybody who's watching or listening is really just defining what limiting beliefs are because you may have heard them and it's very similar to things like you know catchphrases around mindset and well-being there's a lot being spoken around these subjects at the moment but actually looking at what these mean to you as an individual and how working on these can impact you I think is really important so from my perspective, and you know, I'd love to hear your guys' interpretation of, of that as well. Limiting beliefs are our belief system and our perception of what's going on in the world. So we will basically have our mindset making up that perception of the world. And limiting beliefs are the, are the result of that. So effectively, when we look to try and change or grow in an area, these beliefs can pop up and stop us in our tracks. So an example that I always give is when we look at the way in which um, a lot of women are keen to move ahead in their career, but they kind of come across a lot of roadblocks. And 
really a limiting belief that will often come up is I'm just not good enough to go for that or you know I'm rubbish at that and because these thoughts pop into your mind it stops you from taking any kind of action so really looking at any kind of thoughts that are preventing you to get to that goal and any further insights to add on that ladies yeah yeah I think sorry sorry. Charlotte after you after you yeah, I think that's such a brilliant explanation of it. And um, I know for me, like I say, it did just always go back to that when I dug deeper, like that I wasn't feeling good enough. And I think it took me a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bit that kind of, I suppose, was shocking to me in hindsight was how these thoughts and these beliefs are just such an autopilot that I just didn't you just believe them to be true and that's it like there's no even questioning like oh what you know why why has this thought popped into my head why am I not enough why am I this why am I that um so yeah I yeah just to second that but I think that was a brilliant a brilliant way of describing it for sure yeah yeah and and, and for me exactly what you said Rachel and it's just that that sort of the the simple way of thinking it's a belief that I carry about myself that limits me and if it limits me, it stops me. And I know that not so long ago, I had a limited belief myself of that I didn't know enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't know enough to step into what I'm currently doing now with TAGC. And knowing, being aware of what limiting beliefs were um, for, for quite some years and working through a number of limiting beliefs over the last X amount of years, I really had to step into that and be like, well, if I continue with this belief I have about myself, it's clearly limiting me because it's not allowing me to move forward and do the things that I want to do is share the knowledge I do have. I've really got to do something about it because if I sit with this feeling and this belief that I don't know enough, then I'm never going to feel that I know enough. <laughs> I'm never going to take any action. So it was really unpacking that. And, and I know you've got a fantastic sort of um, step process in, in sort of how to reframe and shift out of the limited belief. So I had to work through that and be like, well, come on, where is the truth in that? Because I, I do know enough and I know, okay, I may not know as much as this person, but I know more than that person and that's enough to educate that person, mm. if that makes sense. <laughs> so it was really kind of reworking and unpicking that um, limited belief so that I could create a new, better belief system in, in terms of that that would allow me to move forward and be, well, I do know enough. I do know enough. And that took that took a while. That wasn't an instant, okay, right, on paper, let's just move it around. It then took a while to kind of just sit with that and practice it and really step into that and own it and then do the things that then that allowed me to do with that kind of freedom um, to then give myself the, I suppose, the um, evidence that I could do those things and that I did know enough. And then that obviously steps into to build the confidence <laughs> um so so yeah that would be my also my personal kind of most recent limited belief that I've had to work through um be interested to know if you guys have got any recent ones that you've had to reframe or, or yeah work with yeah um my probably my biggie was that I didn't feel like I had been through enough to say what I want to say and this was before um well kind of as I was stepping into self-development and it was through FEA and with the business in mind always wanted to 
help people. <laughs> Bottom line was like, I just want to help people. I just don't know how. <laughs> kind of trusting that like along the way I was figuring it out. And then my biggest stumbling block was, yeah, I didn't feel like I'd been through enough to say what I want, wanted to say. And I wrote this down. <laughs> Wish I hadn't. <laughs> but <laughs> the universe sent me a bit of a tough year last year. And But in a way, in hindsight, like actually having written that down and then being dealt this hand of, of of hard times that we went through, I was like, wow, I didn't really want that, but thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna use this to be like, whatever. And we had this conversation, didn't we, Kat? What is what do we have to go through to be able to be the people that we have to that we want to be? And I don't know, there's just something in that that I was just over a conversation that we had, I was like, it's just got to be enough in my own mind to be able to move through that. And I just want to help people. Yeah. <laughs> and it was such a big one. And, and, you know, I kind of also obviously delved into my childhood a little bit more. And I did have tough times, but I kind of glazed over them. And we were kind of a keep going family and, you know, get get through the the hard times. And as much as I love being, I love that part of me, it also meant that I hadn't really dealt with the hard times. And I think in giving those hard times some space in my own mind and going back to inner me really allowed me to kind of release those finally and just go, Do you know what, Charlotte, you you can say what you want to say. Like actually step into that voice now. Mm. Um, yeah, that was mine. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a great example. And I love that you sort of introduced the concept of how going through adversity is something that really makes us reconsider, okay, you know, having had that reflection process and, you know, it's given me context about my whole life and yeah. how important it is to share things. And that phrase, you know, you grow through what you go through, yeah. I think rings really true there because, our experiences do provide so much perspective about what we want in our lives. And typically, they're the experiences that we just never could have planned for that yeah. actually really changes the most. So I think that definitely there's something in that. And when we think about what we've got to offer, and I guess it starts with the intention, doesn't it? Like Charlotte, you said, you know, I just knew that I wanted to help people. That is such a pure and giving intention. And I definitely believe that somewhere along the line, if the intention is from the right place, that things will start to unfold in your favour. But you can't watch something unfold without that intention. You know, that intention's got to be there to spark yeah. the thoughts and uh, to help you to see other opportunities around you that can cultivate that. Um, and looking at the way in which, you know, you've, built such a beautiful relationship between the two of you um from from setting those intentions shows yeah. how powerful that process really is yeah yeah that's so true and I think in in having that I don't know it allows you to find your own way of doing it you know and we all have our own magic to share with the world like we, we say this like Kat has a different kind of magic that I have a different kind of magic and Rachel you have a different kind of magic and mm it's about sharing that and really believing in it from 
from your heart to help people, isn't it? And I think going through last year, like it was, it was a big one for me because as I've also, one of my labels, I always label myself of is that I'm naive. And that really limited me because it, it was a label I put on myself and it meant it just blocked me from learning or from, because I'm just naive. <laughs> and it was, you know, it kind of came from, you know, just a few comments in my past that weren't horrible comments, but I clung on to this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's like part of my magic though, because even through everything that happened last year, like I just couldn't help but focus on the good people and and the good in people and that I want to spread more good in the world because I think we absolutely all can. And it was a really, even though last year, you know, it was, you know, how it ended, I absolutely, you know, wouldn't have wanted that to happen. But I think when you change your mindset in terms of why has this come to me and it came to me for such huge growth and realizing who I am as a person, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was it was such a beautiful way to to shift that belief of um fear that you're naive to to what what you you've kind of mentioned you've seen historically as a as a negative, negative trait, negative belief to something really quite powerful and really positive that amidst all the trauma and the, the challenging times last year, you were still able to use that part of you to see that there were the good people out there that was supportive and helping and, you know, compassionate. And uh, that's, that's perspective, isn't it? Which is, yeah, there's a, a choice yeah. there. It's realising those labels you put on yourself as well, isn't it? To be like, oh, actually, like, it doesn't have to be. It's actually a piece of me, which is amazing. And yeah, I just, I'd labelled it in a negative way. And actually when you spin it differently, like, what's the good in that? There's so much yeah. good in that. <laughs> that was really freeing. Like, and yeah, a hundred percent. And that was, I suppose, another of my limiting, limiting ways of, no, and I'm learning. I think one of my affirmations, um, oh gosh, what's, that's gone out of my mind now. But it was about like welcoming knowledge. And, you know, because it did stop me from feeling like I can learn more. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I can go out there and learn more. I'm just going to go and pick what, what subject (laughs) (laughs) I think that's that's it with limiting beliefs isn't it as an overall sort of a feeling when you do when you do release them or reframe them or let go of them and you just obviously you're less limited (laughs) on the names you know just kind of does what it says on the tin sort of thing like if you've got this belief that limits you you're whole you're stopping yourself and you're holding yourself back and you're keeping yourself from doing the things that you you know you in your heart and your magic that you want to do. And I think when we do work through them and reframe them and create better new beliefs, there's just that overall feeling, isn't there, of like, oh, come on, let's go see what's possible. Yeah. And that is that is just that's really liberating, isn't it? And really empowering. Like, yeah, yeah let's see what's possible. Yeah. Um, and you show up with a different energy, you show up with a different focused a different perspective and you just you're there to be like yeah let's embrace it and what can we learn from it and if it doesn't work out the first time that's okay because what can we learn we haven't failed here we've just we've just learned how not to do it this time (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure I think if I could describe it to any of the listeners it's like this overwhelming feeling of 
oh my goodness, if that wasn't true, then what on earth, how many other things have I been telling myself that aren't true? And how many other ways can I now go and attack different areas of my world, of my life, to move myself forward? So it is the most empowering, freeing thing. And one of the things that women often say to me when we're starting to look at things like mindset and limiting beliefs is, how do I know what my beliefs are? And which depending on your general awareness of how you behave in certain scenarios and how frequently you sort of reflect and check back in with yourself could actually be something that's quite challenging to to uncover. Um, And I think that one of the ways that's really helpful is starting to listen to the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because whilst... I mean, they tend to be limiting beliefs in themselves, but whilst the stories seem more obvious, when you delve a little bit deeper under the layers, the, the true belief that is holding you back um, comes out. So if we think about somebody who says, um, let's, I always go to the, to the career-based ones because this is my area of expertise in the corporate world, but if we look at somebody who is not thinking that they that they are in the right position to take the next step, well, the story that they might tell themselves is, oh, well, I'm not interested in getting a promotion because all that happens when you get a promotion is you have to work more or, you know, you have to do all these extra things that I just don't want to do right now. So that could be a story that you're telling yourself. But when you actually delve deeper, there's an underlying fear there that you may not have that confidence or assertiveness to set boundaries surrounding your time. So it's very much looking at the whole picture of, okay, what am I telling myself about what I want and what I don't want? We often say things like, oh, I don't want that anyway, so that we are almost being kinder on ourselves. So that we're not, we don't feel like we're limiting ourselves, but we still are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really great thing to to highlight because I'm sure a lot of our viewers or listeners can totally relate to that. Sort of on the, like you said, on the surface, that's the story. But when you peel back those layers, there's a deeper, a deeper belief which may or may not be a li- obviously a limiting belief and. I know that Charlotte and I have found a tool really useful to kind of start to figure out what all this is, what's going on if we don't really, aren't really have that awareness right now. And that's through journaling. And I know that's how I started to kind of, and it it happens in hindsight. So you kind of look back on, like, so today, you know, how have I, how have I been thinking today or what, what stories have I been telling myself today? And just allow yourself a little bit of time with a pen and paper to just do a bit of free writing. You just there's no rules around journaling, which is so great <laughs> because you could just literally be so free on that paper. But just thrash out, you know, how is it I've been thinking today? And that that just starts to build that level of awareness. And when you have that awareness, then that's when you could start to start to do something, do something with it. Um, mm. So I don't know about you, Rachel, if you've kind of used that as a bit of a tool, or if you have any other sort of suggestions to how to start to raise that raise that awareness oh gosh journaling is such an interesting topic isn't it because whenever I say this to people there's a really divided response so there's people that say journal 
a bit floaty or <laughs> what do you mean is it like keeping a diary and they feel uncomfortable around it and I am totally with you Kat I find it a really good way of because how how I work with it sometimes I use prompts so I might ask myself like what do I feel I need today or you know how am I feeling about my progress towards this or whatever but then sometimes just allocating yourself some time with a pen and paper to write what comes out is really powerful because that kind of stream of consciousness journaling means that you start off with one thing and before you know it you're writing about all sorts of things that you weren't consciously thinking about um which is where the the true benefit comes I think because you realize things that you've not necessarily had at the forefront of your mind um so I'm definitely a big advocate for it but one thing that I would say being totally open and honest is I often feel resistance around journaling myself I know that I want to do it and I know the benefit that I'll get from it but I think if I'm being really honest with myself, even somebody in the work that I do, there's still a hint of scepticism in the back of my mind. And um, I think that one of the things that I try to do to overcome that in the moment is just asking myself, do you actually want to do this, Rachel? For goodness sake, you know, do you actually want to do this? If you do, get on and do it. And if you don't, do it tomorrow or do it when you do feel like doing it. Um, would you guys say that there's an importance in feeling in the right place to start journaling? Yeah, I I'm, I'm, I totally agree. And I think there are times where it's important if it starts to feel like a chore, like you say, mm. just don't do it because it's there as a release and it's there as um, also for me, it's my, I can be quite mean to myself in my head that is my place to go to to be like Charlotte you're doing all right like you really really are and for me I think I've kind of found it as quite a sacred space for that I think to like build myself up because I find it harder to (laughs) to speak nicely to myself in my head because I get into such patterns and that's my moment to just go, just check in with myself. And actually in the club, one of the things that we do is we write ourselves a thank you note to ourselves for the month that we've had. And that's becoming a really special, I mean, it takes like three minutes for us to all, you know, we, we're together and, and we write and we answer answer that and write ourselves a note. And it's become a really powerful way of just acknowledging, like you say, progress, acknowledging what you are doing instead of thinking of all the things that you're not and I think I found it as a shift in that way for me. Um, but in my beginnings of journaling, it was all to do with what is TAGC because it was an idea in my in my head. So it's the clarity mm. as well. Um, and I did say when before starting it, like it was probably twenty percent business stuff, eighty percent of me. In one of my first journals, it's all what is this thing we're doing again? (laughs) What is it? (laughs) So yeah, for me, clarity and also self-kindness is is a big one um, for me in terms of that. I think think it's a really great question because I don't routinely journal. So there are things like daily habits that I do have routinely. It's like I practice my gratitude, but that can be just a mental thing when I wake up. I don't necessarily have to write it down. But with my journaling, I tap into it when I feel 
call to it and and I use it as a space to I suppose kind of offload a little if I'm starting to feel a bit foggy or a bit fuzzy or a bit overwhelm creeping in it's a place for me to offload and sort of pick it apart and like you've said Charlotte be kind to myself on paper and I tend to find like you said Rachel earlier that I'll start off with right let's map it let's map this out where am I going what's going on and then three or four pages in I'm like Oh, I didn't realise that was going. On. I didn't realise <laughs> yeah. that was going on in my head, and I tend to find I tend to find the answers because we have the answers within ourselves, don't we? And that's just my, I suppose, my outlet to kind of it helps it helps kind of gain clarity and just kind of I can park some things on paper and be like, right, well, we'll come back to you. Let's not get overwhelmed. Let's choose this one right now, and let's get a solution around that. Let's move forward <laughs> and make progress with this one. So. Yeah, I do journal when I feel I feel called to. If I'm if I've if I've got my mental and I'm doing good, um, I do a bit of a mental gratitude journaling practice. But if I'm needed to get clarity and yeah, kind of defuzz a foggy brain, <laughs> then I find journaling is a is a really great tool for that. Um, and yeah, just to kind of strengthen that awareness because yeah, like I said, what's on the surface. And then when I unpick it, it's something completely different. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's going on. <laughs> that's what that was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. had this this week, didn't I? Because I said to you, I was feeling a bit like mine. But we've had a really good, clear couple of weeks. And then I was like, oh, what's going on? And anyway, it turned out to literally be on Thursday, I had to make a decision because the plan wasn't quite working out. And I was like, how can I, how can I sort this? Because I had to be here and then I need, I wanted to be here and... And I was like, I just woke up this morning ready to tackle that issue. And I knew exactly the answer of how to get through it. But and then, I, then I came out of it and I was like, oh, everything's all good again now. But that was what was underneath, you know, all of the feeling a bit foggy about everything. So I think sometimes it it is. And, and obviously it's however best you find journaling, like sometimes a list, like you say, when it's when you're feeling really headful, right? What, what of all the things that I've got to do this week? map it out like what well, this is going this day this is going here and then you can just take it a day at a time or a moment at a time yeah I think um that's a really good way of putting it taking it a moment at a time and I love your analogy about how actually once you got clarity on that main thing everything else seemed to fall into place and I definitely feel like we carry around a lot of pent-up energy surrounding different topics And when things are outstanding, there's that analogy of having too many tabs open in your brain, you know, like you would in a computer. And whilst the tabs are open, all the energy is focusing on the unsolved. And then as soon as you solve something, it's like, okay, like that energy is then free to go elsewhere. And I think that that is one of the reasons that journaling is so powerful, because it's almost an intentional redirection of your energy towards you know, certain things and, and bringing things into the conscious. Um, but I think that I love that one thing that we've all kind of resonated with on this is the fact that there's no rules. It doesn't have to be consistent. And I think that's a really key thing for the listeners and the watchers because so often people think that you have to fit into a certain type of box or be a certain type of person to do these sort of practices because they might be considered spiritual or woo-woo or anything like that. But really, it's just a toolkit to help you to understand yourself a little bit better. Um, and even, you know, with 
what I do for a job and, and what you guys do for a job. If, even if we find that there's inconsistencies there, that proves to everybody that, you know, there isn't a right or wrong way of doing it. Um, and it doesn't have to be a case of, oh, well, I tried that, but it didn't work because I only did it once and never went back to it. You know, it's a case of, like Kat said, do it when you feel called to do it and use it as a tool in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really a really great summary as well to say that um, it's a great space to figure out, you know, what it is you want and where it is you're going and to understand yourself better. I think that's the crux of it, isn't it? And understand yourself better and, and, and raise that awareness because then you could do something with those things. Like we can't do anything with what we're not aware of. Mm. Um, so yeah, for people looking to make change or re- reframe their limited beliefs, it's it's if we don't know it's there, it's going to be a hard job to do something with it. So it's it's using it as it's just a one of many tools to to raise that awareness. And uh, yeah, I just wonder actually in terms of the limiting beliefs, if we had any kind of advice, if anyone that's listening or watching is sat there thinking, oh, I feel like I've got a whole host of limiting beliefs now <laughs> on reflection because I can relate with what you guys have said how how what advice could we give to sort of start to work with that limited belief to let it go or reframe it what could what could our viewers or listeners do to move forward and out of that I think for me that process did start in my journal and it was those things that you say consistently that were coming up that I was like okay um and mine in terms of a very easy way to get started on journaling was how am I today and I would start off as a conversation I'd be like I'm very well thank you (laughs) and then it'd literally be like Charlotte though are you really what's going on like what's underneath and I would literally write this out to get myself into that flow because it doesn't come naturally in the beginning does it like just writing Mm. to yourself um but then it would come up and you'd go deeper and it, it is like peeling back the layers isn't it of like and asking yourself okay so you're feeling this but why why (laughs) why being one of those like you know like when our children ask us a hundred questions of like the same (laughs) (laughs) being that to yourself basically um but that really helped me to to peel back those layers and realize that you know a lot of it came to not feeling worthy and I then as I've mentioned many times on, on our podcast I grabbed a piece of scrap paper and I flipped those like simply I'm not enough to I am enough and I stuck it up on my um, bathroom mirror and I literally read those words to myself every morning and night whilst brushing my teeth and I was skeptical about affirmations I must admit like I was like if I don't believe this though how is this going in Mm. But it works and I think I've really seen the power in it. And when I don't have something up on my bathroom mirror and I haven't for a few weeks now, I notice it and I'm like, oh, right, what do, I, what do I need to learn about? Like, what, what do I need to program in there at the minute? Um, so that's on my to-do list for today is actually to get a new new piece of paper up there. Ooh, I'm going to try that. I haven't, I haven't actually physically place anything around my environment and I know that's really powerful because it's like we can have an intention to try and remember something but when it's physically there you know there's no hiding is there um yeah I love that I think from my perspective surrounding the limiting beliefs one of the things that can be quite challenging is with the best intentions in the world we may want to sit down and 
journal on it and, and work it out. But in the busyness of, of life and everything else getting in the way, it's not necessarily the first thing that we might naturally do. So the smallest step I think that you can take in the right direction um, is just to start noticing, just start listening to the patterns that, that are coming up in your mind. Um, typically, limiting beliefs will come up at a point where you're considering a change or maybe getting out of your comfort zone. So start noticing if a friend or family member or colleague or anything makes a statement or asks you a question that makes you feel slightly uncomfortable or they're asking something of you that you might not necessarily want to do. Typically, these are the scenarios where these beliefs will come up. So start noticing, start noticing that you're saying, oh no, I don't want to do that because of this or or whatever. And just think, okay, hmm. In a curious manner, not a manner of panicking or thinking, oh, God, limiting belief, uh, just thinking, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll make a note of that. And then looking at revisiting some of these patterns later on, when you do have the energetic bandwidth and you are in a place where you think, OK, this is interesting. Um, and you both know that because obviously we did the, the masterclass for the Authentic Girls Club recently, which was great, and that I have a reframing formula that I use with my clients to help them to look at, OK, this is your belief. Let's really start to challenge that. Mm-hmm. And what that formula is all about is questioning the validity of it. First of all, saying, is that actually 100% true or is that just something that I have decided and is a belief for me? And then we start to really look at what evidence that we've got, what evidence that we've seen to, you know, back up that belief. And typically, there isn't usually that much evidence to back it up. It usually is just a belief that we've made up. And then we go through this process to look at reframing it in a way that will positively contribute towards our goals rather than negatively detract from it. And don't get me wrong, like we were saying at the beginning of of this session, it doesn't happen overnight, okay? If you've believed something for 10, 20 years, it's going to take a while to unpick that and actually show yourself and be proactive in showing yourself that that isn't true. But it starts with a decision and it starts with the intention to to change the way that you believe. So whilst the process is really, really helpful because it reveals some of the reasons why you could look at things more positively, it's something that you really need to be intentional about. Um, I know that you've both been through this process of reframing and choosing positive affirmations and that sort of thing. do you have any insight as to how long it took you to really truly believe that new positive belief? That's a that's a good question. <laughs> that's a really good question. I think it also kind of depends on the the strength of that limiting belief. So, like, how long have I been believing that limiting belief for? Like you mentioned, is it a is it a two year one? Is it a twenty year one? Is it thirty year one? Um, <laughs> how long is it? And um, if I go to my most recent example of I didn't know enough. Um, I don't think I've been aware of that limiting belief. And that's only recently in the last couple of years come to me when I've, when I've looked to step out of my comfort zone, I kind of plateaued in my other business and I'd 
got my other business to a really great point of it just kind of works without me being there, which is incredible. I'm hugely grateful for, for what we've done there. But then it was like, well, what's what's next for me? And I massively plateaued. And then obviously Charlotte and I connected and there was talks of us doing stuff together. And then it was like, that was definitely going to be a shift out of my comfort zone. That's when this limited belief kind of um, became apparent. And what a process I love to do when I do find a new one, <laughs> not that I like to find a new one, but when I do find a new limited belief is think about, right, so how is that belief limiting me? What is it stopping me from doing? And, and look at look at what that looks like. And then think to myself, well, if I let go of that limiting belief, if I create a new, better belief that allows me to do those things, what does that look like? Yeah. And kind of paint that picture of like, well, if I believe that I do know enough, what will I go and do? Mm-hmm. What will I go and achieve? How will I show up? What differences will I make? How many How many wonderful, amazing women can I help? And I paint that picture and then I think, oh, so I have a choice now. I could reframe and go for that one or I could stay where I am. And then I put that, go back to what the current liberty belief is. And then I think, oh, because I've, I've teased myself with all what is possible, the lovely stuff. And then I think, well, but if I stay where I am now, I kind of create that contrast between how uncomfortable it would feel to stay in the limiting belief, if that makes sense, where on the surface it kind of feels comfortable to stay there initially because stepping out of my comfort zone is more uncomfortable. But I use that contrast about, well, actually, it's going to be more uncomfortable to stay because and this this actually came up through a conversation we had, didn't we, Charlotte, where I really, really peel this one back and, and pick this. I was like, well, if I sit with I don't know enough and therefore I won't do these things, what I'm not going to do is, is I'm not going to get all the knowledge that I know and all the things that I've done in the past X amount of years through coaching and being an NLP practitioner starting businesses, I'm not going to get it out there. And for all the incredible women that are, you know that follow us, but for more importantly for my two little girls, like mm. I want them to know what's possible, and I want to have documented somewhere in the world, <laughs> you know, the tools and the, and the the techniques and the strategies that we use. For them, because if there's ever a day when I'm not here, they could kind of tap into that. And that was a real, that was a huge shift for me out of that limited belief. It's like, well, I, I do know enough. And I know more than my five-year-old and my seven-year-old. <laughs> That's enough to kind of get that out there. I know that sounds a bit, a bit, a bit silly, but it was just a huge moment for me, a huge realisation of like, I have a choice, Kat. I could, I could keep myself here. I could stop myself. I could hold myself back. Or I could choose a different belief, but it did take a while. It probably has taken a couple of years to really step into that, really own that belief that I do know enough. There's still our days where I'm like, oh, can I say that? Can I say that? It's like, of course I can. Of course yeah. I can. Um, so in terms of timescales, sorry, that was a long-winded answer. <laughs> um, that one in particular, that's been that's been something I've, I've been working on for a, a couple of years, I'd say. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's now quite new, new really, to self-development. It's been, I was saying a year. We're now probably two years, aren't we, I was saying. But um, so all of this for me is is still quite new. And I'd say, I feel like some of mine kind of migrate into slightly different versions, <laughs> mm. which is really quite interesting because I remember even launching TAGC when it was just me, you felt, huge like it was a big step for me and it was a lot leaving a you know a lot of limiting beliefs behind and I did it got it out there 
did my first month loving it or probably did my first virtual was just incredible and then I was happy that I was on cloud nine and then it was like literally I just fell off this cloud nine and all of these doubts and limiting beliefs came at me like massive amounts because then I was like I've got to keep doing this now you know it was kind of I don't know it was a big realization to me that this is continual work and it I say it's not like work because it's exciting and you can get excited about what you're capable of. Um, but for me, it's definitely still a work in progress. And like you say, there's days of where they do creep up a little bit more. And then there's days where I'm like, let's do this. And there's many more let's do this days and very less of the, of the doubting days now, although I don't believe they'll ever disappear. And we just having these conversations and knowing that you're not alone gets you through them doesn't it and it makes you just go okay it's one of those days we call them a meth day when we're like oh what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you can let yourself have that day and just be like it's all right it really is okay and I'm just going to keep going on this journey yeah um yeah yeah I think that's great and two really really great answers for so many reasons I mean Kat, great to hear your comparison of, you know, what is this effectively costing me if I hold on to this? And, you know, do I really want to choose that consciously? Now I know that this is a possibility. Um, both of you kind of said that, that, that there wasn't necessarily a, a timescale. And I, I love that. I think that you're right. There isn't, a, okay, you're now fixed of that. Let's move on to the next thing. It's an evolution. There's no way that you can ever measure, okay, yes, you know, this now isn't a problem because I totally resonate with the word that you used, Charlotte, of, you know, I think you said it evolved into something else. And and we do because there's that phrase, new level, new devil. So once we accomplish something, we're going to go, okay, that's great. But, oh, my goodness, I didn't realise when I did that, that's now going to come up. So it was a ghost in my house, clearly. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise that that's going to come up. So actually, the work's never done. And what we need to look at is refining how we deal with those challenges that come up so that we go, okay, I noticed that there's some resistance around this. I'm noting that this doesn't feel good. But I also trust myself. I also trust myself to make progress because I know that I've done that before. And no matter how frightened or uncomfortable I feel now, I've I've overcome something before. So I know that I've got the tools to do that again. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. part, isn't it? Building that trust within. And that's absolutely what I did. It was taking those action steps around that, those beliefs, those things that I said I couldn't do, flipping in, them into things that I can do and then really taking note of that and that's part of our three-step process in the club and I for me the most powerful part is acknowledging all that you are all that you are doing and build that trust within because without that you're going to hit these blocks more aren't you and it's with every single limiting belief every single hard time it's building yourself up in that process rather than letting it knock you down um yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love I love what you said, Rachel, about how it's not a tickle. I've done my self-development now. I'm done. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just not, is it? It's like it is a lifelong journey and it's about being equipped the more we do. 
the more we keep going and the more we keep growing, the more equipped we become and the more we can get back to better quicker and the more we have these tools and these techniques to to keep moving forward and making progress. And when we step into that, that's when we can really enjoy the journey and not wait until to be happy. I think that's really important. I know Charlotte and I, we're really, you know, kind of stepping into that, aren't we, in terms of like being happy now because now is the time. Um, yeah. And yeah, just embracing the journey for what it is and and not through rose-tinted glasses, knowing that there will be hard times in life, it absolutely will. But it's it's how we how we navigate through those um, that's important. It's the work that we do, like having these conversations and the work we do in the club, and then obviously the work you do, Rachel too. It's it's, it's helping people become equipped in that um, to navigate it a little bit better, so that mm-hmm. we can enjoy these journeys, even the, bump, the bumpy bits in the road, um, as hard as they they sometimes are. So yeah, it's not a it's definitely not a tick box. It's not a one and done. <laughs> it's a it's a lifelong journey of, of constantly evolving and, and enriching your life and enriching the lives of others, which is really beautiful. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I love the concept of your membership, the Authentic Girls Club, because I feel as though what it really provides people with is that community and that feeling of they're not going through anything alone. They not only get that kind of community feeling, but they get actual tools and strategies to work through that. And even though there's, I know that you've got quite a diverse community in terms of people with different priorities and different goals, it's like-minded people coming together that can take something unique from each, each day that they're within that community. Um, and that's something that's really special, especially because I know that you've worked really hard on really refining what those three main goals are um, and three main values are so I think that that's that's really that's really something that stands out about that community to me and one of the things I was curious to ask about kind of in relation to the membership is um can you tell me more about the thank you letter because I love the sound of this and I really think (laughs) this is a powerful tool Yeah, so this is something that we do. We have a journaling session at the end of every month um, where we reflect on the month um, and we just, we acknowledge all that we are, all that we're doing. And it's a moment to shift that into, because I know we're all human. Many of us get to the end of the day and we'll think of that one thing that we haven't done or that one thing that we're not, like if we're not confident, that's what we focus on. And in terms of a thank you letter, it's really just delving deeper and just saying, like, thank you for being you this month. Like, you're pretty amazing in a lot of ways. And I know last month I went a little bit deeper on mine and I actually did it to my inner child. And mm-hmm. it's just, I feel like we we often look for that external validation. And in a thank you letter, you get to give it to yourself. Mm. and that for me is is just such a huge part of of growth and and for getting excited about about your life and what you're capable of doing Mm. yeah it's a it's a really lovely moment to give yourself that acknowledgement because sometimes it's far and few between that we do that and yeah as a reflective talk into the book it's like a literally thank you cat thank you for showing up this book thank you for all the work you have done Thank you for being you. Thank you for trusting and just 
really like just picking yourselves up in, yeah. <laughs> in a few moments, which, you know, is, is it just feel a little bit awkward and a bit not natural at first. But I remember the first time I did it, I read back. It was quite an emotional moment for me. I read back. I was like, oh, wow, like, thanks, Kat. Like, why <laughs> you're doing it. And it's just, it's just really nice because then it gets you into a really great state of mind to to just keep make, moving forward and making that progress. And we do really sort of voices the club, don't we, Sharp, that slow progress is still progress and everyone's on their own journey. There's no race, there's no competition. And, and, and the smallest of steps is still a step. That's really, really important. Um, and it's in that thank you letter that you could just acknowledge that, just that tiny movement you've made that month um, yeah. because it is still progress. So it's a, it's a really lovely thing to do. Yeah. I love the sound of it and I love the way that um, Charlotte described it as giving yourself that external validation because of course the way you're writing it is as though it is from somebody else Mm -hmm. and I know that a lot of people tend to feel um, undervalued or misunderstood and I think that that's, I mean it, it solves so many different challenges, it's such a powerful tool but in a way it's almost kind of identifying the recognition that you would like from others. So really identifying where in your life that you're not getting that. Um, and also just really, yeah, giving yourself that external validation and looking at the things that you know that you've done, but anybody else might not. Because let's face it, especially, you know, both of you, kids and everything, you know, it's like, all the things that you do every day, no one would have a clue. There'd be no way of anybody sort of collating everything that you do in one day and understanding that. And you're the only person that knows everything that you've done. So, of course, it stands to reason that the only person who can properly provide you with, you know, the validation that you deserve is you. Yeah. Yeah. It just just makes you feel really good <laughs> it's just like you feel enough and yeah. it's like you've said you, you know it's interesting actually I probably haven't picked up on that before Rachel in terms of it being an external or feeling like an external validation because obviously it's ourselves but the way it's written does feel like it is an external validation but yeah it's just it's just really good to help build up that that feeling of being enough and deserving of that pride from within which is which is just so key isn't it to helping yourself feel better yeah yeah for sure and it's I think it's it's nice to obviously like I said I went deep last time but also there's like a nice light-hearted way of doing it as well and I think we found that in the club that whatever however you show up that night it could be completely different to the month before and that's really interesting to like also have a log of these thank you notes and be like oh that's quite you know, whether you read them back or not, but just the different states that sometimes you can show up in, like whether you need to go deeper one month or whether it's a bit more surface level another. And there's no right or wrong again. It's just, it's giving yourself the credit that you that you so deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Rachel, you do an incredible job as well of obviously empowering women in terms of confidence in their careers. And just a huge thank you for for coming into the club recently because like, you made such a difference to all of our members and we just saw so many nuggets and just things popping off in terms of limiting beliefs it's like oh my goodness this is where this came from like I can mm-hmm. start to let it go and your work is so so important it really really is yeah, yeah thank you 
definitely, definitely empowered our members to know that confidence is something that they can, that they're not born with and it's something that they can learn and it's a skill that they can get good at. And that was just so, it's been so wonderful to see that happening after the masterclass on reflection in the, you know, the, in the private Facebook group. We've got just, yeah, just the, that dropping with them and being like, oh, okay, so I can, I can do confidence and I can be confident and I can, and I can grow in it and I can, uh, get better at being confident and just giving them that they feel really empowered by it so yeah. yes the work you do is, is is really special and very empowering for 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 well for the women in our membership they've totally embraced it which is, yes, which is really is. great really great oh thank you it's great it's great to hear and you know I think that the work that I do in growing confidence is born from from me going through my own journey of, of struggling with confidence and one thing that I can say that I am confident about now is that I know that the tools that I provide do genuinely produce a result. And it absolutely made my day when we did the masterclass because the very next day, quite a lot of the women connected with me on Instagram, but one of them shared that she'd actually gone into work and asked for a promotion the very next day following the masterclass. And I just thought, oh my goodness, you know, that's so fantastic to see that what we don't realise is so many of us are on the edge of our potential, right on the edge of just diving, going all in and fulfilling what we want to do. But we don't realise what exactly is holding us back. So we just sit on the edge for ages. And it's so nice to almost be able to push people off the ledge in the next yeah, yeah. possible and say, <laughs> come on, you know, you've got it in you to do this. Um, and try and show them that voice can be kind it's not always a nasty voice so yeah it's it's really fulfilling work and it's something that you know I know that I will always do in some way shape or form regardless of how my business evolves or augments it's something that I know that's always going to be at the forefront of um of my goals and my pillars so yeah yeah that's amazing oh I love that oh it's amazing when and coming together like this it's just yeah it's just the one isn't it and I just love it love it as well I'm like oh I just have more of these conversations and keep them going all day <laughs> Put the world to it. I know we've been chatting away for an hour I can't believe yeah. it. I don't know where the time is gone <laughs> <laughs> oh it's been so so amazing to chat it really has and thank you again for coming into the club and obviously to be on each other's podcast is just incredible so th- big thank you Rachel Oh, thank, thank you, so you to you two as well. Thank Absolutely you. amazing. I'm going to make sure that all your um, details are included for the memberships. I know a lot of my listeners will be really, really interested in that. Um, and obviously, let's stay in touch. And if anyone wants to reach out directly, they are more than welcome to do so. Definitely. We will do the same on our side as well. So we'll have all your details in, in the show notes. So amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks thank so you. Much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Achieve With Me podcast. If you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. And if you're not already following me on social media, I am at Rachel Harriet Coaching on Instagram. Have a great day.